0: privilege to for us to gather today i know many of us are busy uh, and then you've taken out of your time to also be part of today's study i mean uh it has been a privilege it has been a blessing and i won't take that for granted thank you for being part of the study every time for the prayers for everything we do and the support has been great and i i pray that the lord will continue to bless you and today i'll quickly share the screen and then I want to know whether you guys can see it. I'm going to be using my phone for today to share the screen. So we, I have a presentation that I pre, uh, on a PDF. Um, and I'm going to share it. If you can see it, just let me know. Uh, if you can see the screen. And I'm going to turn the... Should I use this one? Can you see it? And yes, you, yes, we can see 40% off. 40% off? Yeah. Promo. Oh, you are seeing promo? <laughs> yeah, yeah, now, yes. It's all, all of them are on your screen. Okay, can you see my screen now? Garments. Yes, can you see it now? Very vivid, yeah. Awesome, awesome. Thank God that uh, everyone could see it. So we'll be talking about you know we started the tabernacle plan uh, last two weeks and then last week i was not able to have uh, we were not able to have the study so i believe that uh, after talking about the structure of the tabernacle plan we should go first to talk about the priest itself himself not itself we should talk about the priest himself who is going to make uh the sacrifice so before we now start talking about what the priest is going to do, and then in talking about the priest, we need to know what the priest is actually wearing. Uh, there is a priest, and also there is a high priest. So we are going to be looking at that today. I believe he's going to bless us because we are priests, and then we are kings. I want, to, I want us to go back to talk about where the word falls, that God promised Moses, that is going to raise a generation that are going to be priest and king. We're going to look at that in the Bible. When they came out of here, Egypt, uh, God said he's going to, he wants the people to worship him, to make a sacrifice unto him. But he now mentions something that has not been done. Priest and then uh, priesthood and kings has never been done in the history of Israel. If you cannot hear me, please just let me know because uh, I can't see anybody in the screen. I'm just looking at the screen, just like you are looking at the screen too. So, um, and if you have any question, uh, you can just make a comment. You can just speak out. Just say you have a question uh, because I can't see. So just say, I have a question, and then I will stop, and then we can look at it. So if we look at Exodus, I need you guys to respond. Maybe Son of Grace can be responding to me as I'm talking, so that I can know that uh, someone is everybody's listening. Son of Grace, are you there? Sure, sure, sure. Okay, yeah, good. We're right hearing you. Awesome, awesome. So let's open our Bible to Exodus chapter 19, and we'll just look at uh, verse 5 exodus chapter 19 verse 5 and 6 exodus 19 from verse 5 and 6 please uh, i want us to really have a bible there with us because it concerns every one of us and it's going to enlighten us and it's going to build our worship with god so exodus chapter 19 verse 5 and 6 say now therefore if ye will obey my voice indeed and keep my covenant Then ye shall be a peculiar treasure unto me above all people, for all the earth is mine. Verses, and ye shall be unto me a kingdom of priests and and holy nation. There are these are the words which thou shall speak unto the children of Israel, and these has been fulfilled. This word that God spoke unto Moses to speak unto his people has been fulfilled. We were talking about last week, talking about when God was instructing Moses to build a tabernacle. To build a tabernacle, and I was, if you were there two weeks ago, I really talk about what is in the outer court, what is in the inner court, and what is in the Holy of Holies the holies of holies and the uh, and the things that are there we are still going to discuss it what is in the outer court again specifically and then we are going to discuss what is in the inner court and how it applies to us later and also what is in the holies of holies and how it applies to us now because the old testament is a shadow of things to come so if we understand that the old testament is a shadow when you look at the shadow there is uh the the real image is us now but god gave them a shadow of something that is to come something that we come in the future so i will start with uh the the presentation now so we know that a priest is instructed to wear a garment is instructed to wear a garment so god made us priests and king in his nation, in his kingdom, a priest's duty is to make sacrifice unto God and to follow him. The altar of a priest must continue to burn continuously without going down. So, the duty of a priest is to make sacrifice, is to worship God, also to make sacrifice. And if you look at in the Bible, there are different kinds of sacrifices sacrifices that they make. So the priest's duty is sacrifice. So if you understand yourself as a priest, your duty, your responsibility to God is to make sacrifice. In sacrificing, it's an art of worship. When you come before God to worship God, you bring something. You must always offer something. A priest does not appear without an offering. An offering is a sacrifice, it's something that belongs to the priest that is bringing before the king of kings. So, that is the responsibility of a, king, of a priest. So, looking at what the Bible says, let's open our Bible to Exodus chapter 28. The, the whole discussion today is all about Exodus chapter 28 when you read the old of Exodus chapter 28 you see all the things that Moses requires uh, the priest to wear to put on and the duty of a priest was all mentioned in Exodus 28 so that's what we are discussing today but I make a presentation so that it can make it more meaningful for us and for us to be able to comprehend it easier so Exodus 28 let's read uh, verse 1 and um, from verse 1 to 5. Exodus 28 from verse 1 to 5 says, I will read from here, but let's follow. It says, And take thou unto thee Aaron thy brother and his son with him, from among the children of Israel, that he may minister unto me in the priesthood office. Even Aaron, Nadab, Abihu, uh, Eliezer, Itama, Aaron's sons, and thou shalt make holy garments for Aaron thy brother for glory and for beauty. Look at some specific thing there. For glory, those garments are for glory and for beauty, for honor. And thou shalt speak unto all that are wise-hearted whom i have filled with the spirit of wisdom that they may make aaron's garment to consecrate him that he may minister unto me in the priesthood office and these are the garments which sorry These are the garments, uh, these are the garments which they shall make a pre- a, a breastplate, sorry. Oh, uh, one minute, I will bring back the presentation, just one minute. Someone is trying to join but uh, not connecting. Uh, just one minute, let me allow the person. I think when the presentation is on, I can't allow another person. So I will just try to stop the presentation. And then try to bring the person in again. Hmm. Okay, yeah. Love... Okay, now the person, we can go back. Can you guys see, see the screen? He left? Yes, yes, you see the screen. Okay, so Allah is back now. He was trying to join and okay. So let's go back to our presentation. So, good. So like I was reading, I was on verse 4, He said, And these are the garments which they shall make, a breastplate, and an ephod, and a robe, and a broadened coast, and a metry, and a girdle. and they shall make holy garments for Aaron thy brother and his sons that they may minister unto me in the priest's office. And they shall take gold, blue, purple, and scarlet, and fine linen. So these are the things that are required to be uh, made for Aaron. But if we are looking at this chapter, you can see some specific things that was mentioned there. The Bible says that what? Aaron is chosen and if you look at what the bible is saying in first uh, peter chapter 2 I think verse 9 it said you are a chosen generation a royal priesthood chosen first so a priest is not just anybody they are chosen they are chosen people they are people that are chosen so that chosen there is very important so and if you look at when they are chosen they are chosen into an office a priest is an office that the person is holding just like a prophet just like a king just like a servant just like uh, the watchman. there are offices that are being held by people in the kingdom and they have a responsibility so those three things are very important we have to uh, put in our mind now the first thing that a, a priest is chosen Is a chosen person by God. The person has a office. So as I am a priest, I am chosen by God. By being saved, I am chosen. And also, I have an office that I hold. And also, I have a responsibility. I have a duty that I must uh, always fulfill. I must always fulfill it. And the Bible makes us understand that, that that heron responsibility is to minister unto me. It's to minister unto God. It's to minister unto, unto God, ministering, serving God, but is representing the people. Then Aaron uh, was the only one chosen, consecrated with the garment that he's wearing, that when they see Aaron wearing those garments, they know that Aaron, "Ah, this is a priest. They can recognize it. And today, I'm looking at it, we can't recognize a priest again. We can't recognize a child of God. We can't recognize it. Not that we should wear the same garment. No, we are going to be talking about it. But there is a recognition because the Bible says that the garment, is to they are consecrated. They are made holy by the garment that they wear by that garment that they are putting on they are made holy. they are consecrated it takes time for them to build those garments so let's go further look at the garments you can look at uh the priest, if you can see it as i'm maximizing it i believe that uh, we should be able to also see it so we are going to be looking at some specific thing there look at uh the the earth we have the the mitre there and also, there is a crown there. There is a crown there, and also l- l- let me go to the next uh, page so that I can uh, give you guys uh, more details on it. Look at this, the pieces in the garment. This is an high priest garment. First, you can see the turban. I'm going to, we are going to be looking at each and every one of them. There is a crown on the high priest that is wearing. There is the fold, There is the breastplate. The breastplate is there there is the belt. you can see where the priest is uh the other hand that the priest is holding is using it to hold the 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 belt so there must be a belt and there is a rope also there is a tunic and then the pants that the priest wear so this is another illustration of uh, looking at the high priest so now let's go back to talking about specific things that we can see from the high priest before we start talking uh, what are the function of those things that a priest is wearing. This is uh, the picture of the high priest. You can see the breastplates there. That is the breastplate. You can see the breastplate on his chest. I uh, will talk uh, more about the breastplate. You can see at the shoulder, you can see the golden clamps. The breastplates is attached to it at the shoulder, and then we are going to look at the shoulder specifically. Also, you can see the linen gadu that is being bounded on the priest. We can see the uh, the priest, we can see the effort. Effort is bluish in color, that is like a, a gown that he wore. He wear from is bluish in color. Also, there is a rope. The rope is white, and from the, so he put it on. But if you look at the ephod, at the bottom of the ephod, you can see uh, the golden bell and the pomegranates. We are going to be talking about this uh, uh, in more details. So it's very important for us to put this picture in our mind and look at two stones uh two things that are also in the content of that uh, breastplate at the chest of the uh, the priest we have the Urim to mean is for uh judgments and we're going to be looking at each and every parts that the priest is wearing and their importance how important they are in today's uh believers as we are believers, are important at all these things. So let's go to the next page. So I've mentioned these eight pieces, and then when we begin to look at each and every one of them, it will get clearer to us. So, now Exodus chapter 28, verse 2. We have already mentioned two things that are very important. In Exodus 28, verse 2, it says, Thou shalt make holy garments. For Aaron thy brother for glory and for beauty. If you go back to that Exodus chapter 28, if you look at uh, verse 40, it said, And for Aaron's son thou shalt make coats, thou shalt make for them garden bonnets thou shalt make for them for glory and for what and for beauty so what aaron is putting on is for glory is holy everything from the head to toe before they wear the garment they must clean their hands clean their 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 face clean their leg clean every dirty part in their body before they put on this garment and they know that this garment is holy and they know what they are they are going to do In their heart, they know what they are doing. It's not like, uh, I can just do it. You remember the sons of Eli, that they just walk walk into the temple and do whatever they want to do. Also today, we have uh, many believers that they just do anything they want to do in the presence of God. They don't care how they look. They don't care how their heart is. They don't care the kind of things they are wearing. They don't care whether they understand who they are. So that knowledge of who we are is, is getting lost. We are, we are losing the knowledge nowadays. So look at it. For glory and for beauty, Aaron must wear them to enter the holy place. Before Aaron can go before God, Aaron must put on this. But looking at it today, we are going to be looking at uh, the, those things that are also for today. Why do we need that? Do we really need the garment? Do I need to wear the same garment that Aaron is wearing? And what, what kind of garment am I putting on today? Look at the same Greek word for that is Tim kalio Doza. I'm not a Greek person. So it also means glory and honor. So let's look into the uh, month of transfiguration when they were talking about 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 17. He said, For we received from God the Father honor and glory. When they came such a voice to him from the excellent glory, this is my beloved Son in whom I am well placed. He said, For we received, for we received what from God the Father. Honor and glory Jesus has done this for us Jesus became a high priest in the New Testament He became a high priest He fulfilled everything So that we, priests, can worship God In spirit and in truth Look at what we are looking at here Hebrews chapter 2 verse 9 It says, priest who was also the sacrifice But we see Jesus Who was made a little lower a little lower. Um, sorry, I don't know. Someone is messaging me. Pastor, can you add us today? Oh, someone is there. Okay. Okay, let me go back then. Mm, sorry. I think someone is. Uh... Let's go back. Let's go back. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Now you are added. I'm sorry, I can't see uh, everyone in the in the page. That's why. Okay. So let's go back to where we have where we're here. So looking at Jesus, he said, For we see Jesus who was made a little lower than the angels. For the suffering of death, crowned with what? With glory and honor, that he may, that he, by the grace of God, should test death for every man. The responsibility of the high priest is to go before God for the people. The responsibility, one responsibility of the high priest is what? Is to go before God for the people. And what is he going before God for? So as to atone for their sin. The priest worship God day and night, make sacrifice in the, uh, in the holy court, in the outer court, make sacrifice and then in the holy court. But in the holies of holies, like I was talking about the other time, he only goes there once in a year. And when he's going there, he must have all this garment on. He must have all this garment on for glory and for honor and for our sin. So let's go to the next page. Christ, a high priest now. And I'm going to send this uh, slide for you so that you can check it again and look at those Bible references that were mentioned, what Christ became for us. he said, Hebrew chapter 3, verse 1, Say, Wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and the high priest of our profession, Christ Jesus. So when we are looking at the Old Testament uh, person, which is according to Aaron and his children. Those are the only people that can be what? Uh, the high priest. Aaron and his children. But if you look at it in the New Testament, Jesus did not become a uh, priest according to the order of Aaronic uh, order. Jesus became the high priest according to what? Melchizedek. According to the order of Melchizedek. Because according to the order of Aaron, he must be born from that family. And that is according to the law. But Jesus became the high priest according to the order of grace. That is according to Melchizedek. Maybe I should give us a remembrance of who Melchizedek is. If you remember when Jesus went to fight and he was coming back, he met uh, a priest, which is also an high priest, which is called Melchizedek, Melchizedek. And then, when he was coming back, Melchizedek blessed uh, Abraham. And after blessing Abraham, I, Abraham gave a tithe of all. The Bible makes us understand that Melchizedek did not have the beginning and the end. And it was a typical of Jesus. was representing god he was representing jesus in the old testament if you study more about it they will give you a bigger background uh, and then the hebrew also talk about mess melchizedek so that we can understand so jesus became our own high priest according to grace according to the order of melchizedek not according to the law so now we are dealing with the old testament talking about the law so look at this these things he said these days have I begotten thee? As a prophet, Matthew chapter three verse seventeen talks about. As a prophet, as a high priest, Hebrew chapter five, verse five to ten. And if you read it, you will see there. As a king, Psalm two verse seven, and also uh, Act chapter thirteen verse thirty three talks about Jesus being a prophet, being the high priest, being a king. So let's go further. We are going deeper now. So we are going deeper. Look at the criterias for an high priest. Look at the criterias. The criterias to be an high priest. First, an high priest is appointed. Is an appointed position and chosen by God. So being an high priest is not that anybody can be an high priest in those days. It's always appointed. We've read Exodus chapter 28, verse 1. High priest is appointed. Hebrews chapter 5, Verse 5, let's read it. Hebrew chapter 5, verse 5. I want us to uh, just compare the Old Testament because this is comparing the Old Testament with the New Testament. Both of them looking at what the Old Testament says and how it has been fulfilled in the New Testament, why we don't need that physical high priest again to make a sacrifice or atonement for a sin again, which has already been made. Hebrew chapter 5, verse 5 says, So also Christ glorified not himself to be made an high priest, but he that says unto him, Thou art my son, today have I begotten thee. Uh, let, let, let me show you that verse 6 that I was talking about. As he says on also in another place, Thou art a priest forever after what the order of Melchizedek. If you read Hebrews chapter 5, we give you a deeper understanding of uh, the high priest role, how Jesus became a high priest. So first thing we must know that a high priest is an appointed position that is chosen by God. The second thing we must understand that we mentioned it, Exodus 29, verse 1, say He is consecrated with an coat Before the swine, it's like a position that the swine, maybe they will, they, will, they will put people from the position of an, a priest to an high priest. So when they make someone an high priest, they must be consecrated before they can start wearing the garment. The third thing we must understand is, He intercedes for His people. Let's look at that. Exodus 28 verse 9. Let's, let's, let's read it together. Exodus 28 verse 9. Say, thou shalt make, I mean, thou shalt take two on stones and grave on them the names of the children of Israel. And this point I want to make us understand also that you, if you are married, you are the priest of your home. If you are not married, you are the priest over your whole life. And also, for those that are unbelievers, you are a priest for them. And what our, our responsibility is to make intercessions, to make sacrifice. What are those sacrifices that we can make? It's not listed here, but we all know the sacrifice we can make is what? Praying for them. You pray, you intercede for them. You stand in the gap for your family you pray for your own life you stand in the gap for unbelievers that god should speak to them god should touch them this is our uh, own irresponsibility. responsibility if you look at what first peter chapter 2 verse 9 was saying he said you are a chosen generation in this generation that we are looking at we are chosen the first thing criteria for an high priest is must be chosen the Bible does not make us understand For I said, not just that we are chosen, we are a royal priesthood. Royal. Royalty. I talk about that. The priest, we always have a crown. A royal one. A, a peculiar nation. A peculiar people and holy nation. To show forth the praise of him that has called us out of darkness into His marvelous though. Intercession is something that we must understand. Maybe we have not been interceding at all. Maybe you are not even interceding for yourself. You don't have a time that you fast and pray for yourself. You don't have a time that you pray for your family. You are missing out the role of a priest. Both the priest and the high priest do the same, but we are looking at the quality, the importance, and then the role that an high priest uh, plays. You see, the book of Hebrew presents how Christ is better high priest than Heron. Hebrew chapter ten. Verse 11 to 12. I want you to check these things out. Uh, and then, why is he, uh, Why is Jesus better than Heron? First thing we can see about Jesus is what? He's sinless. Second thing is he's unchangeable. Third thing is he continues forever. Every high priest will die. Jesus also died for sin goes into the bible talks about that he took his own blood and went into the heavenly tabernacle and poured his own blood on the mercy seat and he is the high priest forever you remember what the bible was talking about in um, isaiah chapter 9 he said the government shall be upon his shoulder the government, the government, the government, the government shall be upon, upon Jesus' shoulder. He shall what? He shall be this. He shall be a mighty God, all those things. And the Bible says forever there is a continuity in the high priest. The Bible even makes us understand that we don't have an high priest that cannot be touched with our infirmity. The Lord is making intercession for us continually before the Father. We, You and I don't have an high priest that cannot be touched. So when I'm passing through a pain, I'm passing through suffering, Jesus, the high priest, is passing through the same thing. I am a priest, but the high priest, which is Jesus for us, is passing through the same thing. That's why the Bible talks about that uh, the Spirit of God pray for us with a groanings that cannot be mentioned with words. When you are passing through pain, sometimes if you have passed through some pain, you will understand what it means by it, uh, groaning in the spirit. What I mean by groaning in the spirit? Praying with, inten- with, with intensity. Praying what? With earnestly, with, uh, with fervency. If you pray, if you've gotten to that, that the devil is troubling your life or you are passing through something in your life, you will understand what I'm talking about. Praying with uh, like groaning in the spirit. Like there is an agony. Like you are sweating, you are on fire, you are praying that kind of prayer. And in that kind of mode, when you are going through those things, we have the high priest that can be taught with our infirmity. So that's why it's very important for us to talk to him. Look at another thing that is different from the Jesus and then Aaron is perfect work and no more sacrifice. And the Bible says he's seated on the throne forever. Is interceding for us before the Father is seated forever. So let's go further. Okay. So differences in high priest's priestly and priestly garments. Uh, you you can see a priest and then the high priest. I will begin to talk about the 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 things that are on the high priest we'll begin to talk about it and we expand it as god leads maybe we can finish it today if not we we'll continue uh, some other days but i want you to take some things home that as we are studying high priest we are talking about priesthood garment. we're talking about ourselves we're talk, actually talking about ourselves and if you have a question we we uh, would we, uh, we love to answer those questions that we might have and also at the end of the day also I would like you guys to also make some contributions which is good it will be good for you to make some contribution so look at it another priest wore what white bridge uh, white linen garment white linen sachi is another word for gadu uh, white turbine and then the high priest wore in addition except for the turbine I wore the uh, the ephod. That's a special gadu, the breastplate. Uh, if I can, if you can see my hand, I don't know whether you can see it. And also the matriarch with a golden crown on his head. So let's now begin to talk about the ephod. Let's start with the ephod. In Exodus 28, I want you to read it again. It started talking about the ephod. Look at those things the effort is there let me look at another uh-huh. uh, the rope of the effort let me look at this this is the effort is that bluish uh color garment that is being worn you can see that bluish color garments uh, i just want to break it down first look at the rope of the effort this is the rope of the effort but if you look at the one we are looking at here the rope and also with uh, with the rope that is also uh bringing the forward the, the the breastplate that is attached to the breastplate with everything together so we we'll look at the garments not made in order by uh, order they are one okay? made by those who have been given particular ability for the task before all these things were made uh god gave to specific people wisdom and the ability to do this And I began to look at it specifically. God can actually give you wisdom for a particular thing, for his kingdom. Something that has not been done before. Something that is going to glorify him in his kingdom and is going to influence and affect a lot of people. God can give one person wisdom about something. I look at the technology we are having today. God gave some people those wisdoms. And that's why we, as believers, we should try and pray for those inspirations. God to inspire us to be wise in doing some things, give us an idea that is going to transcend generations. That is, we are going to be the leaders, not the unbelievers, like phone, telephone, uh, looking at the internet, all other social medias that we have, and all many, many things. We are having believers that are lagging behind and the home believers are the one leading and God is looking for people that he can give ideas to so these particular people that make this uh, priestly garment were given wisdom in how to make it so and the garment is totally made of gold we have blue the purple the white and the scarlet i'm going to talk about colors some other days what are those what does those colors really represent when we talk about uh what jesus has done so represent priestly grace so let's look at the effort The to resembles the veil of what of the sanctuary but without what the cherubim and with the gold so you can look at the shoulder you look at the shoulder straps there you can look at the the rope of the effort can you see it uh where the arrow is pointing to the rope of the ephod. You can see the curious gadu that is part of it. And then you can see the bells and the pomegranates. The bells and the pomegranates. I'm going to talk about it later in another slide. We are going to be looking at that. So look at the ephod very well. It represents what? Resemble. It resembles what? The veil of the sanctuary. It resembles the veil of the sanctuary. Look at how it's being worn. So if you go further down, so the blue such a high priest became us who is holy holy harmless undefined sacrif- uh, separated from sin we've talked about that but the golden bell and the pomegranates are attached to the ends of that rope of the effort in which an high priest is wearing so what is does the bell does and what is the function of the pomegranates the bell is a picture of listening to God while in his service you know when he is, when he takes one leg the bell will move boom, 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 boom. as he's moving from into the holies of holies if they cannot hear the bell again it means that the high priest is dead if they cannot hear the bell again it means that what the high priest is dead And also, it means that if we don't have a bell again uh, making sound, it means that what we are not listening to God again. As we are as believers, if our bell is not making sound, if I am cannot hear God, that I am now living on my own. On my own wisdom on my own understanding and the bell is not moving as a priest it means that what I'm no longer listening to God so when you are in a service and also when you are worshiping God it means that we should be open to God many times I'm praying the Lord is speaking I can be moving on the way the Lord is speaking so as a priest now you are wearing the garment on um, is a spiritual garment that we are wearing it's not a physical garment it's a spiritual garment it's a garment of righteousness and the garment of righteousness is given to us by Jesus Christ and every one of us is wearing that spiritual garment so as you are moving on the road you are anywhere God can speak to you your bell must still be moving your bell must still be moving you are in service you understand that wherever you are you are in the service of God. as a priest you are we are always in service. So God can ask you to minister to someone. God can ask you in any place to minister and intercede for someone. God can ask you to advise someone, to console someone, to encourage someone, to greet someone, to meet someone. God can show you anything. The bell represent what listening to God. So a priest listens to who? to God. Pomegranates is a picture of fruitfulness. A priest. You see, what is wearing a rope of effort is a. It means that we must be fruitful. Every day, we must be what fruitful. So the Old Testament, which is a shadow of things to come, is a, which is a shadow of things to come, is really talking about us walking in those things now. It's not like we are uh, the the high priest is going to wear it once in a a year. Now we are wearing it every day. I am. I must be able to listen to God. I must be fruitful. Look at the last uh, word I wrote. The sound of the bell was the assurance that the high priest is serving before the Lord. The high priest cannot go. There is also by the grace of God that the high priest can go before God and worship. Uh, before God in on um, uh, before the mercy seat and pour the blood there is by grace that the high priest is not being killed although Bible did not record any high priest being killed but they follow the law they must not miss anyone if they miss anyone they know that something might happen they know that they will die if they are 40 in following the law, they know that is dead they cannot be uh, insane and still go before god maybe fornicating or doing all kind of sin stealing lying and all those things and still go before god to make this sacrifice even before they go to make this kind of sacrifice they have made a sacrifice for themselves they've made a sin offering for themselves forced before they now go for the sin of the people So we should not just come before God. That's why sometimes when I'm praying, uh, before I start praying, most of the time, and then after thanking God, I made us some many times to do what to ask for forgiveness, to 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 ask to set our heart. The first thing after thanking God for everything that God has done. I made those words. Sometimes when I'm leading the prayer, of, even when Brother John is leading, we talk about asking for forgiveness. And also in your own quiet time, every time you pick up the word of God, you are in the presence of God. We must always search ourselves. We must always search ourselves and we write before God. It's a right standing that God is looking for. It's not just anything. It's a right standing that God is looking for, not just anything. So let's go further so the shoulder piece this is uh, something very interesting uh you know the effort and everything the, the the breastplate is tied to the shoulder look at something that is on the shoulder of the high priest clamps together at the shoulder by two onyx stone sets in gold it's coated with gold called the resemblance stones the remembrance stone sorry the remembrance stone so it's tied at the shoulder look at it it's not tied anywhere but this stone the two onyx stone is tied at the shoulder and it's called the stone of remembrance there's something to remember look at christ uh which is a high priest he said christ the high priest bear his people upon his shoulder if you you remember when i was talking about isaiah chapter 6 he said the government shall be upon his shoulder the government everything is carrying it you know when the bible was talking about that uh, cast all your burden upon him for he cares he's upon his shoulder i cannot carry anything it means that the high priest represents you and is helping us to carry everything it's carrying everything It carries everything. The place of strength and the seat of power. It carries everything. So so what does the high priest do is to carry it. I remember there was one time that um, I was was going through some things in my life. I was in a need of something. And God made me understand that I'm carrying those things by myself. That he could not help me unless I lay those things I'm going through before him. And I was so worried. And most of the time, when you are passing through worry, uh, anxiety, know that you are beginning to uh, go into carrying those things by yourself, doing things by your own power. And the Bible makes us understand that... Pastor, can you hurt us too? Okay. Okay. Uh, Okay, let me. Someone is saying, can you hide us? Maybe someone is there. Let me check. Sorry, one minute. Mm, There's no other person. Okay. And then check your screen. Your message is showing. Oh, oh sorry so um like i was talking about let's go back to the presentation so like i was talking about this which is very important that we should notice that jesus is carrying all of our body Jesus is carrying all of our burden, everything that we're supposed to carry. Jesus is carrying it; is everything that Jesus carried for us. So, it, the shoulder also speak of carrying the burden. Christ, the High Priest, carried the whole burden alone. So, let us not carry the burden on ourselves. Don't let's carry it. So, when the High Priest is going to uh, to worship. Is carrying the burden of all the people upon his own shoulder. It's a position that God has given to the high priest to be able to do. So also, as Jesus has done it uh, the day he went to the cross for us, he carried all of our body. So it means that there is no problem that you are going to go through today or tomorrow or day after tomorrow or in many years to come, that, that, that Jesus does not have the ability to carry it. That's why he's saying, uh, come unto me, those who are laboring and are heavily laden. I am going to give you rest. Come unto me, those who are laboring and are heavily laden. I'm going to give you rest. So he knows that we are going to be laboring. He knows that we are going to be heavily laden. And he wants to exchange it. all those things that we are supposed to carry for rest. I believe that every one of us will want rest. So how can we obtain rest is to come unto him. I think we are going to finish here, and then uh, maybe we are going to just talk about some questions that we might have concerning what we've been discussing so that it won't be like we are rushing it. So the gadu of the ephod. Let's look at what the gadu really represents. The gadu of the ephod. The front and back of the ephod were made to be as one garment, All right, By a such or a gadu, which was tied about the priest's waste Look at what the Bible says in Luke chapter 12 verse 37 let's look at it Luke chapter 12 verse 37 Luke 12:37 So blessed are those servants whom the Lord when he comes shall find watching Verily I say unto you that he shall guard, guard himself and make them to sit down to meet and we comfort and serve him. And if you look at Luke 17, verse 8, let's look at both of them together before we now go to the explanation of uh, the guard of the effort. So Luke 17, verse 8 it says, And we not rather say unto him, Make ready wherewith I may sup, and guard thyself and serve me, till I have come eating and drunken, and afterward thou shalt eat and drink. So it resemble the emblem of service. Sorry. So the gado represents what? An emblem is like a, a, a sign of I mean a service. The priest. To be gowned with this gadu was for him to be fully arrayed in his garment and prepared and ready to serve. So, as I am a priest, also, the priest also have his own gadu. Every priest has his own gadu. But we are talking about the high priest, which his own gadu is different from the priesthood gadu. But the high priest uh, gadu represents what? I am in a service. Also, you might not be wearing the the girdle physically, but we must recognize that we are in the service every day, every minute. I am in the service. I'm serving God. I'm serving God. I'm in the service. I'm in the service. I'm in the service. Let's look at what the Bible is saying concerning Christ. Christ was not only the unwearing servant, unwearing servant, While on earth, but like the Hebrew servant of Exodus 21, he is the priest forever. I love something that Jesus mentioned in John chapter 4, chapter 9 verse 4. He said, I am walking unto this day, that he is walking unto this day. He said, as my father is walking, so also I am walking. He talks about that he is walking and his work is what? It's to go out and preach. It's go out and heal the people. it's to go out and pray. He was walking. There was no day that Jesus said, Okay, I'm resting for all these days. I'm not going to do anything. Yes, he had a time of rest. But he recognized that he had but a short time. So he was always in service. He was always in service. According, he ministered on our behalf in heaven. So looking at the high priest, which is Jesus Christ, he ministers on our behalf in heaven. Let me look at it okay. so from here we will continue next week from here we we'll continue next week so we we'll stop at